What's up, guys? Welcome into another podcast. This is your host, Vivek Iyer. And today we're going to be looking at DFS picks for Super Bowl, as well as we'll just be talking about more generally. We'll also be talking about the blockbuster NBA trade of Porzingis uh, to the Mavericks and what the Mavericks gave in return. We'll be looking at some other news. So, yeah, hope you guys enjoy it. If you guys like this podcast, please, if you're listening on CastBox, go check out my Patreon account at patreon.com slash sports. And if you're on Patreon, then uh, please download CastBox and subscribe. Link is in uh, on the Patreon website. All right, now let's get started. So first, we're going to look at DFS from DraftKings. So mo- most uh, DFS formats in this week are you get one captain, which you get 1.5 uh, fantasy points. And then you get a f- uh, five flexes which you can put in any player you want, still $50,000 salary cap. So basically you want your captain spot to be, obviously the prices are inflated, but you want the pri- you want the captain spot to be the player that you feel like is going to do the best. So let's look at the flexes first, and then we'll touch back on the captain spot. So the most expensive player on this slate is actually Julian Edelman at 10800 And... They've priced him up ridiculously high, but that's because of what he's been doing throughout the playoffs and last year and just his rapport with Brady. Brady is close behind at 10-6, and uh, Jared Goff is at even 10,000. So we'll uh, go quarterbacks first. So quarterbacks, Tom Brady, Jared Goff, since it's a flex, you may be tempted to play both. And... The roster constructions, if you play both of these as your two of your flexes, makes things very complicated. Because then, if your captain, let's say, is Todd Gurley, then you'd only have 5300 to fill out the rest of your three slots, which would give you CJ Anderson, Josh Reynolds, Rex Burkhead, or one of the kickers, basically. So, that you're likely going to have to play one or play... Brady and then Goff in a normal one or uh, vice versa, but then spend down at other positions. So this week is it's a really interesting week because in this captain format, um, you need to determine who you like the best for these games. Honestly, James White is priced so well that I'm tempted to make him captain, but I think that I'll stay off of that. Instead... Uh, James White is definitely going to be on my lineups uh, for sure because he's continually priced very low by DraftKings uh, since it's PPR and he's caught 19 receptions in the past two games, 15 and 4 respectively. And yeah, he's constantly targeted because Brady loves going to James White in the playoffs. I think that this is a golf game. Like, I picked the Patriots to win, but... I feel like Jared Goff is going to get the touchdowns, whereas uh, Brady's going to get yardage, but in the red zone, they're going to stick with uh, their running backs, namely Burkhead. I like Burkhead this week since we saw in OT and on the game-winning drives that Burkhead was in and Michelle was out, and they just trust him more since he's been there, done that. So I think that Burkhead has a large chance to hit value this week. And, yeah, back to Brady. So, Brady's likely not going to get all the touchdowns. So, I'm going to go 
probably Goff as a better quarterback play, but you could play both if you so prefer. Edelman is extremely high-priced, and I think I just have to stay off of him. I know he gets guaranteed work, but I think that it's a Robert Woods type of game because they're likely going to try to scheme out Brandon Cooks and take Robert Woods for how he is, and I think that he could explode this game. So I'm going to have Robert Woods in my lineup, James White in my lineup, uh, Jared Goff in my lineup, and then that gives me a decent amount of wiggle room as to uh, what I'm going to do with the rest of my construction because right now I have Jared Goff in captain spot because most of these are tournaments and it's more uh, go big or go home. So there's going to be so many people who want to play Sony Michel. I'm not against it because he's definitely scoring touchdowns, but I don't think that this is his week. So... I'm never. I'm not going to have Sonny Michelle in any of my lineups this week. Maybe a mistake, but we'll see. I love Todd Gurley this week, and I feel like if you're going for uh, someone else at the top, like if you're not paying up on uh, your flexes, because obviously on captain you should pay up. Uh, if you're not paying up on the rest of your flexes, get Todd Gurley in there. Like it's a really good play. Right now, actually, I have Jared Goff, Robert Woods, James White, Todd Gurley, because I think he's going to bounce back. I think he actually was injured because Gurley, he was in the running, like as weird as it may seem. He was in the running for MVP midway through a season because he was so dominant, although running backs never win that. And so I have Goff, Woods, White, Gurley, Burkhead, and that gives me 6,200 for my last spot. Which, it won't give me Sony Michelle, which would be, I mean, it would be pretty decent. But it will give me my pick of Gronk, Reynolds, Anderson, or one of the kickers. Because I, I don't want to play really anyone else on this, um, on this slate. So, I'm debating right now between... Uh, Anderson, Gronk, and Reynolds primarily because we know what the Zerline and Guskowski are. They're not going to win you any weeks. And I feel like in tournaments, you have to go big or go home. And I also don't project there being too many field goals this game because I think that uh, the Patriots are going to be ahead and will run the ball a lot, shorten time of possession for both te- for uh, the Rams, keep the ball away from that high-powered McVay offense. And they're very good in red zo- in the red zone, so I think that uh, the Patriots won't really have many field goals, hence why I'm not playing Guskowski. And then for Zerline, because they're behind, I think they'll have to go more for touchdowns. So I'm looking for the high upside here. Certainly, if you want a high floor play, if you're playing um, like a smaller tournament in cash, I'm playing in uh, larger entry pools. But yeah, if you're playing in smaller tournament cash, Zero Lines up for discussion. 3400 which is ridiculously cheap. So you could definitely put in, um, you, you could get in Goff and Brady. And Woods and White if you spend down at zero. And I actually like that play. Um, but for me, tournament, uh, I'm going to put in uh, Rob Gronkowski. Because 
I can't really hedge my bets with uh, both Gurley and Anderson because tournament, right? So uh, I I can't say that one of them's gonna go off, but then the other isn't as good. I need one of the, I need the one I picked to be right. So yeah, I'm going to go Gronk here. I think that Gronk showed last week that he can still return to form six for seventy nine, and I'm not projecting him to, but. I think he's going to be targeted a lot uh, due to uh, Brady having a solid rapport with him. And he's always on the field because he's a great blocking tight end. So I think let's just do it one more time for old time's sake. I'm putting Gronk in at least some of my lineups. Um, yeah, so lock of the week is James White because James White 7,200. He's an incredible value at that slot and... I think that a really good uh, roster construction for smaller would be Jared Goff, Robert Woods, James White. And then you could do something like Goff and your captain, Woods, White, Brady, Zerline, Gronk. Which is still a very good lineup. I actually like that a bit better. Just because you're going to get all the passing work from both of these. You're going to get a lot of passing work from both these teams. Having both quarterbacks. James White is a pass catcher and running back. Um, you have Zerline, who, if the Rams do well, likely he'll benefit off of it, which I projected to be a fairly high-scoring game. And, yeah, Gronk, because, I mean, when you're... The leftover salary at that point is even 6000 so you could either go Gronk or go down and go for Reynolds, Anderson, or another kicker, which... I'd rather go Gronk there just for the high upside play. So, yeah, that's DraftKings. We're going to move on quickly to FanDuel. FanDuel is half PPR, meaning you get half a point per reception. So, I mean, certain players aren't going to be as good. So, we're going to look at flex right now. And flexes are extreme. Er, so, it's $60,000 is what you get, but... Um, the MVP, which is the captain, is actually the same price as the flex, meaning you just want to get the best player who you think is going to pop off in that spot. I'd go, again, I'd go golf, but yeah, I'd definitely go golf in my captain's uh, slot. Then, because it's non-PPR, you shy away slightly from James White. I think that Brandon, Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods are both actually pretty well-priced. They're both really low. In fact, Robert Woods is $500 more than Rex Burkhead and Greg Zerline, which is incredible. So, yeah, you, I, I think that, uh, I mean, Zerline isn't a terrible uh, player to play in this uh, draft, but... Yeah, I mean, I could see a roster construction since it's only, uh, wait. So I think that you could go Jared Goff, Brand Cooks, Robert Woods. I'd actually take Rex Burkhead over Zerline because I feel like it's not going to be a Sony Michelle game. It's going to be a Burkhead game. And then James White, which maxes you out. You only get five slots in this, so you can afford to play out for all the big players if you want. Uh, the one, the couple players who I want to get in are Edelman, because I think Edelman is actually very well-priced, and Gurley, 
But then that mean sacrificing at a position, you'd have to go down to like a Josh Reynolds at eighty five hundred, and yeah, and doing a two quarterback construction in this is it's impossible basically because you're not going to be able to get that. That's already thirty one thousand of your sixty thousand, and you need another three players, so you'd have to go below ten k on all the rest, meaning you'd have to go like. Gronk, Reynolds, and Dorsett, which doesn't sound as appealing as um, the options that I've listed in mine. So yeah, that's it for FanDuel and DraftKings. Now we're going to touch on the Kristaps Porzingis trade. If you guys like me doing NBA content, I know it's primarily NFL, uh, please let me know. If you don't like it, let me know that too. And uh, with that, we can start... uh, changing the podcast and changing what it's all about. Okay, so if you guys didn't know, yesterday there's a huge trade in the NBA. Uh New York and Dallas. So New York sent um Courtney Lee, Tim Hardaway Jr. and the unicorn himself, Christoph Porzingis, in exchange for Wesley Matthews, Dennis Smith Jr., who is unhappy with the Mavericks franchise, and uh DeAndre Jordan. And as well as two first-round picks. So the implications of this trade are New York now has $71 million in cap space. And just before I talk about a trade, I think that this is a, a trade from the Knicks. Because the Knicks have been informed by Kristaps that he wasn't going to resign, meaning they were going to get nothing. He had a torn ACL, and uh, teams hadn't seen him play in a quite long time. They didn't like his medical report, so... If if we look back at what the Knicks could have done, they did their very best. And I think this is actually going to end up benefiting New York in the long run since now they have two map spots with $71 million in cap. And those aren't just like two players that you pay the max. These are like two all-NBA caliber players like a KD and a Kyrie. And if you go slightly lower, maybe a KD and a Clay, you could um, put a little bit more money into a role player. Furthermore, uh, you also get Dennis Smith Jr., who's a great prospect. And it's been lost this year on how good he was last year because Luka Doncic obviously came in for the Mavericks. But Dennis Smith Jr. is actually a great uh, point guard. Obviously not top 10, but... He's a solid point guard who has a lot of potential room to grow. And that's another great prospect for them. And they get two first-round picks in the future, which can be used as trade bait along with their already present first-round picks. So if what they're to do, they could still end up getting AD and make the money work, which would be uh, you send the two picks, you send their number one pick this year, or their top five pick this year since now they got DeAndre and a couple players who may... Uh, take them out of that number one spot. And then you could throw in like uh, people to make the money work already on your roster. And then make that trade for 80. It would take your cap hit, but you'd still have enough room to get a uh, marquee uh, free, uh, free agent this summer. Like that of a KD. And still have money left over for role players. But I think what they're going to do is... They're going to try to sign two this offseason. They can't at least sign one and get one in 2020. And tank this year, obviously, because they don't have anything to play for. And instead get a prospect like Zion or the kid from Murray State or um, 
Barrett from Duke. So, yeah, they're going to get a very good player in this draft, and they're very well set up for the future with Dennis Smith Jr., likely Zion, and uh, two marquee free agents like the names of Kyrie and KD. All right, and for for the Mavericks, I like this trade a bit less. I feel like they could have given up less to uh, New York, definitely a lot less, and still could have gone it. I actually would have still done the trade if I was New York. I would have done the trade for one first-round pick and maybe even just one second-round pick instead of a first-rounder. So I think that Mavericks gave up too much, but they still improved because Dan Smith Jr. wouldn't have re-signed at time of his uh, contract coming back up. They're a young team. Need to reestablish that. Get rid of DeAndre Jordan. Get rid of Wesley Matthews' terrible contract, right? And take on another contract in Tim Hardaway. That's not great, but it will give you expiring money eventually. Get Courtney Lee, who's our decent player, and obviously get the unicorn. Uh, Chris Stops, who's coming off of that torn ACL, still injured, likely won't play this rest of the season. But yeah, it may be a really good trade uh, for the Mavericks. If Chris Stops comes back healthy, signs um, an offer, he's informed the Mavericks that his intent is to sign the qualifying offer in restricted free agency this summer, uh, which is really good for um, the Mavericks because... Uh, if if he gets offered something else, he wants to sign the offer that will allow him to stay with the team. So yeah, that that's really good for um the Knicks or um excuse me for the Mavericks. And I think that the Mavericks, if Kristaps comes back fully healthy and they can uh, build a rapport with uh. Luka Doncic, that could be a frightening team in years to come. A young team that has a lot of room to grow. Since this year, they'll also not get, like, they'll probably get a top 15 pick. Yeah, they'll definitely get a top 15 pick, top 10 pick. So, yeah, they they have room to grow. They can still build through the draft probably two years away from having a really good team. And when Hardaway Jr.'s contract expires, they'll have some more money. So, I think... A for the Knicks, and uh, I'd say a B for uh, Dallas. It's still a good trade if it ends up working out. It's just that I feel like right now, I don't know if I would have done given up as much as they did uh, to get him. So Kyrie said something very interesting in a recent interview. Uh, when asked uh, in Nick's, near Nick Stadium by Nick's uh, by New York reporters, he said, uh, ask him back on July 1st if he's going to stay with the Celtics. And he also talked about how he doesn't owe anything to anyone, uh, and it doesn't look good for the Celtics right now. And the Knicks fans, they yelled out, we want Kyrie. Um, so, yeah, so, I think that the Knicks have a better shot to get Kyrie now, because Kyrie's come out, he said, if you guys didn't know, um, July 1st, that's the first day of free agency, so, and the fact that he said he doesn't owe anything to anyone, uh, means that even though at the start of the season, he said he'd remain a Celtic next season, he may end up leaving and joining the Knicks, and that would be great for Knicks franchise, obviously. If they could get one more star, then 
they wouldn't just be a playoff team, but they'd be a contender. And a contender for uh, the conference finals, the NBA finals. I won't say as far as winning the finals because even if KD leaves, I think that the West is still better. But yeah, they'd definitely be a contender for the conference finals and the NBA finals. And that's really good for the league as well because the league thrives when the big markets are succeeding and the Lakers haven't been great in a while, but now they got LeBron. Now that's reviving. Um, If the Knicks revive and you have all these other teams that start doing really well, then uh, the league will take another step forward. And it's the most progressive league that's changing um, by the day. And it's changing based on what... Uh, the fans, the players, what they all want. And I feel like Am Sober has done such a great job as a commissioner. And there's a few more changes which will be great if you make, such as making uh, the playoffs 1 through 16 seeding. That way you don't have uh, really weak teams in the East. Like, there are a few good, there are a few great teams in the East that would make the playoffs. Like, and yeah, like fans should be like, okay, yeah, they deserve to make the playoffs, but there's some that. I uh, should not like after the six not in no particular order like Sixers, Raptors, Celtics, Bucks, uh and the Pacers went healthy. It kind of ends there. Maybe the Wizards, but they haven't looked good at all. So yeah. I feel like just the East, the very bottom is so weak when you have teams like the Spurs struggling to get a playoff spot in the West. And I feel like the East has taken a large step forward with Kawhi coming to the Raptors, with the emergence of Victor Oladipo, with uh, Jimmy Butler coming to the Sixers, obviously um, having Gordon Hayward come over, although it isn't looking great as of now. I feel like the East has taken a large step forward. They'll take another step forward if they get uh, players on the Knicks, but the West is still by far the stronger conference, and... Yeah, that that's why that the West is just going to win the finals again. The Warriors are too strong this year, but yeah, we'll see if that continues. So yeah, that's all for the NBA portion and the NFL portion as we covered earlier. Quick pick for Super Bowl. I picked Patriots by a score of 31 to uh, 28. I think that it'll be... Three to four, three or four point game. I'm taking the Patriots even against the minus two point five spread. If it goes to three, it's a push. I won't bet on it. Well, I won't bet anyway. But if I would bet, I wouldn't bet on it uh, because I think that three is a really good line. And but yeah, at two point five, it's a very solid bet to go Patriots. Ninety six percent of the public. Uh, of all the betters are betting on the Patriots, which usually indicates that. The public's on their side, but because it's such a big number that indicates that the experts are also on its side, meaning that it's likely a very good bet. And usually Vegas would push this up to three by now because of all the betting action, but for some reason they have it. They've only done it in a few uh, sports betting books. So yeah, the 2.5, I'd definitely bet uh, minus 2.5 Patriots uh, will cover the spread and win. Alright, so that's it guys, and if you guys didn't hear us start, um, if you're listening on Patreon, please download CastBox, link is 
in the in the description of the podcast on patreon.com slash fantasy and sports if you're on Castbox, please go to that link and subscribe i'll be putting this out onto itunes podcast uh very shortly google podcast is uh not being cooperative but i'll try to get it out there as well so yeah uh, changes are going to come to the podcast, how we do things, so just stay tuned uh, for that. All right, bye guys, take care.